All right, the West region of the NCAA tournament. We've got the top four seeds are probably as strong as any one through four in this tournament. Of course, in the Midwest, we have Houston, Texas, Xavier, and Indiana. The South is Alabama, Arizona, Baylor, and Virginia. In the East, we have Purdue, Marquette, Kansas State, and Tennessee. Well, here we have Kansas, UCLA, Gonzaga, and UConn. So Kansas has discharged. Uh, they should be getting Bill Self back. He was discharged from um, the hospital um, as of Sunday morning, I believe, or Saturday night um, due to uh, undisclosed um, illness, I believe. Um, so hopefully he's back to coach that basketball team. Um, as a team, I think they have some concerns. Certainly they've been smashed by Texas by 20 points twice in the past week and a half now. Although they won a part of the Big 12 championship again in the regular season and uh, made it to the finals of the conference tournament. Uh, they seem to have some problems scoring when Jalen Wilson is not putting up a ton of points and Grady Dick, the young stretch four, is not scoring for them. Uh, Wilson averaging over 20 points per game, eight rebounds, couple assists, uh, 33% shooting from the field. Um, Grady Dick, 14 points, almost five rebounds, almost 40% shooting from three. That's his kind of secret weapon there. A really good kid, but a freshman. And uh, they just struggle to score sometimes when they need to towards the tail end of the season in particular. Um, they'll play Howard as the 16 seed to start out there, and they'll play the winner of the 8-9 matchup in Arkansas and Illinois. So the Arkansas Razorbacks here replaced four starters coming into the season, and uh, Eric Musselman brought in a number of young recruits here, and they've been up and down a little bit in part because of injuries. Uh, Nick Smith, one of the superstars he brought in, has missed extended time twice. And he's back healthy again now. He's second scoring at 14 points per game uh, for the squad. Uh, Ricky Council's averaging almost 16 points per game. Five guys altogether are averaging double-digit scoring. They're only shooting about 31% from the field from three, which is not super great. But they are uh, 16th in adjusted def defense efficiency uh, ratings, which is super good. Um not so good. They've lost four of the last five to Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Texas A&M. So not so great on that metrics. However, this is a team that could be dangerous as, again, they're still getting accustomed to all playing together in just a young group. Now, Illinois, on the other hand, playing out of the Big Ten, a team that could possibly have fought and possibly won the conference had it not been for surging Purdue. This has been a little bit of an interesting team. They've also lost, uh, let's see, they're three and five in their last eight. So not a great showing for that team. Um, Terrence Shannon Jr. is averaging 17 points per game. Uh, Matthew Myers averaging almost 13. No one else is in double figures, although three of them, three more are pretty close here. So uh, just a team, two and 11 in quad one. So really struggled to get the big wins they've needed. Their top 60 in offensive metrics, uh, top uh, 40 in defensive metrics. Um, they're a good two-point shooting team. They can't hit threes to save their life. They're a good shot blocking 
uh, group. Um, but just a team that's also kind of backing into the tournament here along with Arkansas. So this could be another coin flip game in the 8-9 slot here. And uh, I could lose to Kansas uh, as they continue to march on. But again, I think there might be something a little off there with Kansas. But they could very well just march in and repeat. The next up here in the 5-12 slot, a couple more mid-majors. St. Mary's did split the regular season series with Gonzaga before getting hammered in the WCC Conference Championship. This has been a good team, all things considered, through a good chunk of the season. Uh, WCC not necessarily known for its high competition, but there's usually a couple teams at the top. BYU's had some good years, um, like San Francisco's had some good showings. Um, I was a Pacific that had a few couple good years there. This team overall is two and three in quad one, seven and two in quad two. So there's some good wins there. They're 11 and two in quad three. So a couple bummer losses in there. Overall, um, just been solid for the most part down the stretch. Uh, but Gonzaga has clearly had their number. So it seems like they may not be able to hang with some of the higher, higher competition teams here. And ironically, they're in the same bracket as uh, Gonzaga a little bit further down here. One of their top guys here who's been big for them down the stretch, um, Logan Johnson, Aiden Mahoney, two of the top guys, uh, both averaging over 14 points per game. And this team shoots 37%, just over 37% from the field um, as well. So uh, top 10 defense, top 40 offense, very efficient in shooting the three ball and shutting opponent's shots down as well. Now for VCU, that's one of the few teams in the bracket here that I have not watched a lot of this season because the A-10 has been strangely horrible this year. The Atlantic 10 Conference usually gets a couple of teams in the tournament, but it's been very poor play recently. Uh, VCU is actually 140th in offense, but top 20 in defense. Um, they shoot the three ball. Okay. They shoot the two ball. Okay. They shut both of those down very well. And it's going to be, can they stop the shooting of the um, Gales here and pull an upset in the 12-5 slot? They've won nine in a row, but again, Rhode Island, Fordham, St. Joseph's, Richmond, St. Louis, George Washington, Davidson, St. Louis, Dayton. They didn't even win the A-10 regular season, I don't think. Um, off the top of my head, I don't believe they did. Uh, they just won the auto bid from winning the conference tournament. It was just a really, really weak showing. But once they did get to the conference tournament, they ran through some teams there. So um, not, I don't think one of the most interesting games on the slate. Will it be kind of a coin flip matchup there? Probably. And the four or five who they'll be playing against, you'll have UConn and Ionia. Of course, Patino there in Ionia for the past couple of years. Prior to that, he was in Italy, I believe, and that was before getting kicked out of Louisville for a number of questionable practices while he was there. And it looks like he may get an offer for a new job this upcoming season. So keep an eye on that. Uh, St. John's has been on the radar, not St. Joseph, St. John's. So possibly making his way to the Big East. But prior to that, he'll be trying to upset the Yukon Huskies, who've had a couple different hot streaks. 
They were one of the last teams to take a loss this season, winning their first uh, 14 games before losing five of their next six in the middle chunk of the season. At this point, they did lose to Marquette in the Big East tournament, but they did win uh, six games previous to that with wins over Providence twice, um, Seton Hall. Um, They're starting to heat up again there. They did have a big win over Marquette uh, back in February as well. So minus those losses in the middle of the season, this is a 25 and 18 that doesn't lose a whole lot. They're sixth in adjusted offensive. They're 18th in defensive adjusted efficiency. So just a really good ball club here. Yeah, there we go. I set my filter a little off. There we go. Uh, So Houston, Texas, Alabama, and UConn are the four teams that are ranked in the top 20 of offensive and defensive metric efficiencies. There we go. I got it right now. So those are the only four teams that are in that particular um, category there. Uh, the Their top scorers are Edma Sanuga, their forward, uh, 16.8 points per game, over seven rebounds, um, shooting 35% from three as well. And then they have a, a couple guards doing wells here. Uh, Jordan Hawkins is averaging over 16 points per game on 36% from three. Tristan Newton is in double figures at 36% from three as well. So just a very dangerous team moving forward on both sides of the basketball. Number one in the country, an offensive rebounding percentage per Ken Palm as well. Now the Gales, unfortunately, here running into this buzzsaw. Balanced scores, four teams are in double or four players are in double digit scoring. Three guys are averaging over 15 points per game. They also shoot 36% from three, which is pretty good. 46% from the field. Free throw percentage um, isn't as great at, at 73%. They are at least top 80 in offensive and defensive uh, metrics. They're one of the better three-point shooting defenses in the country. And they've won. Um, Let's see here. They've won 10 games in a row, 14 games in a row uh, in route to winning the Metro Metro Athletic Conference, Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. There we go, the MMC. Um, But they're going to have a tough time trying to upset UConn here in this uh, portion of the bracket. In the bottom half of the bracket, number six-seeded TCU, old Texas Christian, the Horned Frogs here, they'll be lined up against the winner of the play-in from the 11th-seeded Arizona State-Nevada game. Now, TCU has had a hell of a back end of the season. At one point, they won 11 games in a row in the first half of the season. Since then, they've been on a tear in the wrong direction. They are 8-11 and 11 in their last uh, 19 games here. They're a horrible three-point shooting team. They're a horrible three free throw team. Um, they're top 20 in, in defense, uh, but this has just been a tough time for TCU. They also lost one of their big men in the uh, Big 12 tournament here. And moving forward, presumably, uh, Eddie uh, Lumpkin. It's been personal reasons he missed the conference tournament. Um, so we'll see if he's in the NCAA tournament. Hopefully everything is okay with him. Uh, but it's just been tough sledding. They lost to Texas in the Big 12 Conference Championship after beating Kansas State, so that was a good win from there. But at one point, they lost four games straight in February to Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Baylor, Iowa State. We could talk about the strength of the Big 12, 
But at some point, if you're at the top of the conference, you need to grab some wins there. Now, Arizona State, Nevada have their own kind of issues. Um, but I'm not sure that, that any of these teams will get past Gonzaga, who will play the winner of this matchup. They're playing number 14 seed Grand Canyon. Now, Gonzaga, uh, number one offense in the country right now. They are 12th in three-point percentage, second in two-point percentage per Ken Palm. The defensive metrics are bad. They're very bad. But they've also won, let's see here, nine in a row, including wins over two wins over St. Mary's. It was a quality team, of course, in that conference. The last loss was an overtime to St. Mary's, actually. And they built up a tough non-conference schedule. They lost Texas-Purdue-Baylor, but have wins over Kentucky, Michigan State, Xavier, Alabama. So this has been a tested team. Now, they still have problems on defense. Drew Timmy's been very good there. Strawer's been just an excellent uh, player for them, Strother shooting, let's see, 42% from the three line. And he's he's really something else. He'll pull from from deep, deep. Uh, he's very impressive. Bolton shooting over 40% from three as well. So this is a very dangerous team, not a national championship winning team that uh, anyone can drop buckets on, but certainly a team, uh, number one off adjusted offense in the country. That's, that's incredible. In the bottom, bottom corner here, uh, seven seed Northwestern and 10 seed Boise State will be hooking up. Northwestern, a top 20 defense outside of the top 100 in offense. Again, defense has been how they're winning games. They're below average shooting team. They're just not going to get too far. They've lost five, four of their last five games. Uh, two of them were overtime losses to Penn State. They also lost to Maryland in a blowout. They lost to Illinois. They did beat Rutgers. So it's a cuff tuple stretches here for a team that's performed so well in the uh, conference play and just made the NCAA tournament for its first time in school history um, in the last couple of years here. But uh, just tough sledding recently and uh, not good analytics, really. Boise State's also good on defense, top 15 and top 80 offense as well. And this team has had a couple losses recently, too. Um, Utah State beat them twice. They also lost an overtime game to San Jose State, which is not good. So they're 2-3 and three in their last five games. Um, they did lose an overtime game to New Mexico earlier in the season. Um, but overall, the Boise State's a 24-9 and, and nine ball club with um, not too many bad losses on the on this track altogether. Um, a couple of them do go down as, as lower quad one losses, but for a team this far down as a 10 seed, uh, this could be you know, a team that Northwestern certainly has to be weary of. Now UCLA is down here as the two seed. They're playing the uh, 15 seed UNC Asheville. UNC Asheville has a very good player here in uh, Pimble, who's been very good for them. Drew Pimble, Pimbler, Pumble, still not saying it right. P-E-M-B-E-R, Pimber. There we go, like Timber. 37% uh, shooting from three, almost 50% on the field. And he's been a very good uh, player for them as they have won almost nine straight, nine straight at this point as well, coming out of the Big South Conference. But this team uh, overall, outside of a, a good three-point shooting team, has been uh, pretty 
wretched and had some problems as well coming out of a much smaller conference. They're ranked 146th overall at the moment in Ken Palm. Um, it's just too bad that they weren't a touch better, a touch better, higher seed, like a 14 and got a favorable matchup where we could see some fun action happening, but it's probably not going to happen against UCLA. Now UCLA has looked good in a number of different metrics. Number one defense in the country, uh, 25th offense. The problem on the defensive side is they took such a critical, critical injury. Jalen Clark, the top defender on that team, uh, is injured and he will miss the entire tournament. That changes them from a possible national championship winner to maybe not making the final four. It's a difference in that number one defense. It's a difference in a team that doesn't play much of its bench, finding out what they're going to do now. They're 251st in bench minutes played out of 360-something teams. They just don't play much out of their their starting five, so they're going to have real problems there. Um, They still almost won the big uh, Pac-12 tournament. They lost to Arizona by two points. In um, there's a questionable foul at the end there as well that possibly could have given UCLA uh, a possession back. Otherwise, they'd won 11 in a row up to that point, and it's a 29-5 ball club that's performed really well. Losses to Illinois, Baylor, USC, and two to Arizona. So they just don't really lose. So um, shooting's about average. A lot of other metrics are are very strong. So, um, but losing your top defender is gonna gonna hurt big time. So Kansas, Gonzaga, UCLA, Saint Mary, uh, excuse me, UConn. I, the top four seeds I think are going to ultimately advance to the Elite Eight. As far as teams that I think could pull an upset, possibly make it to the Sweet Sixteen, um, I don't see that being very likely. But if a team like VCU pulled one over on a St. Mary's there as the 12 slot and maybe got it over on a UConn, which has had its problems earlier in the season, uh, particularly because they don't rely as much on guard play to win. That could certainly be an issue, but I don't see any big runs on here as far as big upsets. I mean, Boise State, Boise State could beat Northwestern and UCLA. I mean, when the upset comes, I mean, it could be Gonzaga, which wouldn't be as much of, uh, of an upset, but it could be a, a feisty Boise State team um, that could pull a big upset in the second round as well. Other than that, I don't know. I think all these teams have some some secret flaws. I think Kansas, although uh, one of the favorites to win the national championship, might, might actually have a few problems with it, but I'm not sure. Um, a team prior to the Sweet 16, like a UConn or Gonzaga, is going to exploit it. But it could be one of those teams. But this could be um, certainly a top-heavy bracket, but we'll see which one of those four seeds come out of it. Overall, I don't have uh, many complaints about the top four number one seeds that were chosen. Uh, Marquette, Arizona, Texas, and UCLA are the two seeds. I think that's that's fine, fine selections there. Um, I know there were thoughts that UCLA should have hidden how bad the Jalen uh, injury was until the bracket was announced because possibly they would move up to a number one seed despite losing in the Pac-12 tournament. But with a committee knowing that was an injury that would hold them out of the tournament, they would place this group lower knowing that they wouldn't perform 
at uh, peak efficiency with him out. I can't argue with that. But the fact of the matter is Alabama, uh, Purdue, Kansas, that's not true. Purdue and Alabama won their conference tournaments. Uh, Kansas and Houston did not, but Kansas had the most quad one opportunities and wins than anyone in the country. And Houston, I believe, had the most wins out of anyone in the country. And they lost their conference championship game, but their top player was out uh, when they lost to to Memphis. So not too much complaints about the the seeding there. Uh, The bubble teams, again, I don't know about including Arizona State or Mississippi State in there over Rutgers and possibly, um, I guess, Clemson's not not as big of a deal. Um, But yeah, just very interesting how some of the bubble stuff panned out and how some teams like a Michigan were so close and just needed one more game. Overall, very excited for the NCAA tournament. I hope you are too. Again, the bracket, and I haven't completely figured out what I'm doing with mine yet. Um, these are just initial thoughts again, but the, the link to my bracket and my pool is in the description below. It's in all the descriptions. So please join, hang out, and uh, thank you very much for listening. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.